Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and call us, 208-991-4783. Today's episode is brought to you by the support of our listeners. Thank you so much for your support. Now it's time for today's episode. This one is called uh, The Bloodstained Goddess. From New York City, the makers of Clipper Craft Clothes for Men and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast presents Arthur Conan Doyle's immortal character, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. This week's story, The Adventure of the Bloodstained Goddess. There's no more dangerous spot in all of London, perhaps in all the world, than these alleys back of Limehouse Causeway. Nevertheless, my dear Watson, the gentleman we are pursuing has gone this way and we shall follow. Hurry, man, hurry. Very well. But wait. What is it? The doorway. A man with a knife in his hand. See how it gleams in the moonlight? We must walk past him, Watson. He'll cut us to bits. We must walk past him. Come on. Careful. Slowly. Slowly. At this point in our program, I usually talk to our male listeners. Tonight it's different, though. I'm going to speak to the ladies about Clipper Craft Clothes for Men. Lady, when the man in your life buys a new suit, go with him. Make him look at a Clipper Craft pure worsted suit for only $45. Compare it with suits costing many dollars more. You'll see fine tailoring and style, too, in the Clippercraft suit. They make a man's shoulders seem broader, his hips seem narrower. Clippercraft clothes flatter the male animal. Now, a mere man can't be expected to understand style and tailoring, but you ladies will recognize the styling in Clippercraft suits, styling that looks like a lot more than $45. And handsomely styled Clippercraft topcoats are only 40 to 47.50. So tomorrow, take your man firmly by the hand and lead him to the nearest independent store that features Clipper Craft clothes. Usually the best clothing store in town. Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, who was the blood-stained goddess? The answer, Mr. Harris, to all of the questions about the goddess involved a chase through the eerie streets of Limehouse that would have broken anyone's nerves. It caused a hideous death and had one of the most mystifying final results I have ever seen Holmes produce. We were in the flat at 221B Baker Street. Holmes had a visitor, a very distinguished and obviously wealthy Chinese gentleman. Pray be seated, King Huang. You are most kind and hospitable, Mr. Holmes. 
I take it the importance of your mission justifies the long trip from China here to London. It does, Mr. Holmes. You say, Mr. King, you're a provincial governor in China? Uh, yes, Dr. Watson. And it is a thankless, difficult port. The natives, you see, are illiterate, uncouth, inclined to violence and treachery. We stamp out the flames of one rebellion only to learn another has been kindled. Yes, I understand your position very well, sir. The greatest revolt we have ever faced confronts us now, Mr. Holmes. It is led by a strange, unearthly person. The natives worship this person with a fanatic love. And who is this idol? A young girl, sir. Madame Toshi. Her power is enormous. Thousands of natives have gladly died for her. Just recently, my troops gained the upper hand in a city where we believed we might capture her. But the goddess disappeared. Why have you come to me, Ken Kwan? I must find Madame Toshi and bring her to justice. Or should I say, Mr. Holmes, you must find her? Well, have you any notion as to where she's gone off to? We captured her closest friend and advisor, an old gentleman named Chung Fu. But they would give us no clues whatsoever. Then he too disappeared. Nevertheless, my operatives did trace Madame Tashi here to London. She has come to London secretly to hide, to raise funds, to plot her return. And I am to find Tashi and turn her over to you. It will be well worth your while, Mr. Holmes. Can you describe her to me? She's abnormally tall for an oriental and extremely thin. She has jet black hair, huge eyes, and speaks English well. What do you propose to do with her once I've turned her over to you? There's no doubt that her trial in our province will lead to her execution. Her death will end the revolution. Will you do it, Mr. Holmes? Will you search London for her? I will, King Juan. I'm grateful. I shall return later to learn of your progress. Good night, Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson. Oh, good night, sir. Good night, Tom. I shall forgive you, Mr. Holmes, if you fail. This is most dangerous and difficult assignment. King Juan, I shall find your illustrious renegade. The word failure, sir, appears only in the Dictionary of Fools. <laughs> Uh, George Holmes, this is hardly the way to find Madame Tarshi, sitting here immobile in, in Baker Street. There's an appalling lack of clues, Watson, but they will be supplied. Yes, by whom? When? Where? Watson, just as there are persons desperately anxious for us to find this mysterious woman, there must also be persons anxious to prevent it. I've no doubt we shall hear from them soon enough. Uh -huh. Again, a conclusion of mine affirmed. Open the door, Watson. Right. Mr. Holmes? I am Sherlock Holmes. This is Dr. John Watson. Uh, how do you do? How do you do? As for you, sir, your name is Chung Fu. You are a loyal follower of Madame Ta Shi, and you arrived in London this morning aboard the Mary Anne. Well, Holmes, I shall ask this gentleman not to say another word until you have explained how you could surmise all that. I should be most interested myself. A previous visitor of ours described an elderly gentleman he'd questioned as to Ta Shi's whereabouts and said the name was Chung Fu. I've observed previously that we should soon hear from the other side of this issue. And the Marianne? With due apologies, I must note that Chung Fu seems terribly impoverished. He would therefore travel to London in the most inexpensive manner possible by the lowliest freighter to straggle into port. 
Therefore, Mr. Chung must have arrived today. Recalling this morning's shipping page, just one freighter docked this morning, the Mary Ann. <laughs> That's superb. Superb. You are correct, Mr. Holt. I have come to implore you not to accept whatever offer Kang Wan has made. Madame Tashi must not be found. She must be allowed to continue her great work. She is indeed in London to secure funds for the people of Metiang. But, Chung Fu, I understand that Madame Tashi is undermining the structure of the duly authorized government. Kang Wan lies. He is a bandit chieftain. Oh, really? He said he was the provincial governor. No, Dr. Watson. Kang Wan is master of the province only because of his troops and his guns. He is a tyrant. He brings corruption. He is a cruel, cynical oppressor. And Madame Tashi, she leads the opposition to him? Yes. She would free our people. You will not search London for her, Mr. Holmes. I beg of you. I cannot promise. We are a poor people. I cannot offer what King Wan must have offered. I am not concerned with the financial benefits of this case. I never am. May I return within a few days for your decision? You may, sir. Good night, Chung Fu. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Well, Holmes, their stories were so diametrically opposed. One of the two Chinese is a conniving scoundrel. But which one? My first step, Watson, will be the library to study the province of Mekyang for whatever we may learn. Get your things on. Hurry. Oh, I really don't see how you hope to arrive at the, the facts, Holmes. King Wan knows nothing. Cheng Fu wouldn't say a word about where uh, Ta Shi could possibly be. Oh, come, Watson, down the stairs. We'll fetch a cab and investigate at the library. Right, here's the front door. Oh, see a cab, Holmes? One moment. Our trip to the library will not be necessary. Why not? Whatever information we may require is just ten feet away under that gaslight. What? Sprawled on the street. What? It's Chung Fu, Holmes. He's dead. Yes, his neck's been broken. Uh, ghastly sight. Just leave the body there for the police to find, Watson. We've more urgent business at Limehouse. Limehouse? Why there? Because of the dead man's shoes. Why, really, Holmes? I... Most specifically, we're off to a joss house to a Chinese temple of worship. Why the dickens should we go there, Holmes? Upon the sole of the Lake Chung shoes, you'll notice a gum-like substance. Yes, sir. Yes, I see it now. That substance indicates where Chung Fu had been. One may detect an odor about the gum. It's a perfumed gum, distinctively perfumed. It's the substance found upon joss sticks, which are burned like incense in a Chinese temple. You know, Holmes, if we go poking about the dark recesses of Limehouse... We're very likely to find ourselves lying as, as, as chunders here, in a gutter, with our necks broken. Indeed we may, but fetch a cab, Watson. However great the danger becomes, we shall hunt for Madame Tashi in every temple and den in Limehouse. What sort of world would this be without friends, personal friends and business friends? For instance, your local independent merchant who wins and keeps your friendship by offering you honest goods at honest prices. More than 1,200 such friendly independent retailers feature Clippercraft clothes. And their combined purchasing power is so tremendous that they can sell Clippercraft suits for only $45. Clippercraft top coats from $40 to $47.50. Made in New England by master craftsmen. Clippercraft clothes take their name from the proud New England-built Clipper ship. So Clippercraft stands for quality and rock-ribbed American honesty. Honest materials, honest workmanship, 
and the down-to-earth honesty of your friend and neighbor, the independent merchant who sells Clippercraft clothes. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes bearing the Clippercraft label. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city. These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clippercraft in your suits, top coats, and overcoats. In Manhattan, John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street. Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. In Brooklyn, Abraham and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue. Dr. Watson, you and Mr. Holmes were racing to Limehouse to find Madame Tashi. So we were, Mr. Harris. We reached Limehouse soon enough. We entered a joss house on Limehouse Causeway. It was up a flight of rickety stairs. It was a dark room with wooden benches, incense, burning from half a dozen bowls. Prostrate Chinese prayed before the idol. In the distance, a gong was striking, calling more Chinese to prayer. No homes. This band of fanatics defending Madame Tarshi will slit our throats. They realize what we're up to? Calmly, Watson. We know the dead man was in one of these houses tonight. Look about. Walk as quietly as possible toward the front. Yes, right you are. Well, these people are watching us very closely. Curiosity, perhaps, if not, then a more insidious reason. Just edge your way toward the front. Watson. There's the answer. What? Where? The Chinese priest. Notice anything peculiar? Oh, simple-looking chap. Customary long frock. Look closely, Watson. What of him? I doubt if he is a priest. An agent rather of Tarshi's ring. Good Lord, how do you know? The stains upon his teeth. They are the unmistakable stains made by the betel nut. Betel nut? Yes. Oh, yes, I remember her. Some Orientals chew it uh, with a leaf. Precisely. Doesn't it strike you as odd that a priest should indulge in that awful habit? Yes, quite. Look. He's leaving. The minute he arrives at the top of the stairs to the street, after him. That's where, Holmes. He dashed down this alley, went into that door. We must go through that door also, Watson, if we're permitted. Careful, these cobblestones are slippery. This blasted bog in this way. Well, here's the door. Knock. You know, it may be suicidal. We don't know what's on the other side of this door. Go on, Watson, Knock. Yes? We want to come in. You want uh, Leon? May we come in? You have money? Yes. Come in. I will find a sofa where you can uh, relax. I will be back. Fiendish place, Holmes. The addicts sit in those booths, smoking opium? Exactly. You see the priest that we followed? He was here as we stepped in. He just disappeared through those green curtains. We'll lose him, Holmes. Let's follow him. Not just yet. He might be killed if he stepped through those curtains, Watson. The man, seated on the floor, playing the oriental reed instrument. Why, he's an addict. The glazed eyes. It isn't he. It's what he's playing. Playing? Yes. He played one tune for a second as the priest stepped through the curtain. Now he's playing another. It might be a coincidence, but it might also be a signal. Yes, I see, Holmes. To tell whoever's behind that curtain of the man coming through is, is all right. Eh? If we could persuade the musician to play the same tune he did for the priest, he could step through the curtain. I shall speak with him. Careful, Holmes. 
My friend, could I persuade you to play the tune you played before? Who are you? Someone who believes it to be worth this. Do you hear that melody? Uh, it's a lot of money, Governor. It's yours. If you'll play the melody, you want to pass through the curtain safely. They'd kill me. I hardly think so. It's extremely dark. You might have made an error. I'm taking a long chance, Governor. Very well. If you don't want the money... Well, I... As soon as I start playing, you, you duck through the curtain. Good. Go on. Come on, Watson. Right to Holmes. Well, there isn't anything back of this curtain. Just that door. Emergency door, isn't it? Yes. Leads to another alley, I'd say. Open it. Go on, open it. Yes, this is an alley. And in the fog there. See? Yes, there's a man. A knife in his hand. It's gleaming the moonlight. Obviously the music lover who listens for the signal from the reed instrument. Step into the alley, Watson. Yes, but he... We must hope the signal was correct and that he doesn't become suspicious. Keep an eye on him. He may throw that knife. Now, step into the alley. That's it. Slowly. Watch him. Watch him. So far, so good. There's nothing in this alley but that doorway over there. Looks as though it were the delivery entrance to some sort of shop. A shop I shall now visit, Watson. Alone? I won't hear it. You must wait here. Watch our friend with a knife. If he acts up, you must dash into warning. No, I won't. Besides, one of us must be free out here in the alley, ready to run for the police. If I do not return from this shop within five minutes, don't come in. Don't raise a hullabaloo. Run quickly and quietly for the police as fast as possible. Yes, I understand, but confounded, how must you take this awful risk? If I intend to find Madame Tarshi, yes, of course. Now, wait here, Watson. All right. Five minutes. Good evening. Good evening. You are the shopkeeper? Yes. Customers never come from back way. Are you in the back way? I'm looking for something. Bitter melon? Litchi fruit? Shocksin? No. What did you want? Madame Tashi. I thought so. She's not here. I do not know how you find this place, but now you do not live to tell location. I want to see Madame Tarshi, and I have every reason to believe she is here. I shall continue demanding to meet her until you've stopped me by pulling the trigger of your revolver. That will not be long. No place so easy to kill and hide body as Lamb House. I'll kill you now. Mr. Mr. His name is Holmes, I believe. Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Madame Tarshi. You will not have need of your revolver, Mao. As you say, madame. You may leave, Mao. Your servant, madame. Mr. Holmes, I regret the necessity of receiving the foremost criminologist of his time in such sordid circumstances. Quite excusable, Madame Tarshi. You have served King Wan well. You have found me. He will reward you magnificently. Will he? For the present, yes. Then when your services are no longer of any value, you will receive the same fate as my beloved Chung Fu, who lies dead now before your home on Baker Street. Your secret agents serve you well, Madame Tashi. Kang Huan tells me that you are a revolutionary. He has a gallows marked for you. He waits to smile in the shadow of your silhouette, dangling from his rope. 
Is it wrong to spread the doctrines of brotherhood, Mr. Holmes? Is it wrong to defy this King Juan, who unleashes the four horsemen of the apocalypse that they may ride profligate over the soil of my native land? King Juan is a brigand. He exploits my people. He despoils and enslaves them. He is Attila the Hun, Philip of Spain, Ivan of Russia. He mocks the spirit of my people and drives it into the dust. Is it wrong to try to help my people? In the East, Confucius was driven into exile. Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, was forced to flee from Mecca. In the West, you English boast of your great Magna Carta. Was that not written to protect the people from the ravages of a despotic monarch, who in some ways was nothing but a counterpart to our Chinese warlords? Our languages, and our customs differ. But we seek the same goal. We follow the same star. I see, madame, that Kang Huan was misguided. It will not benefit him to find you, nor will it benefit him to hang you from that gallows. He can exterminate a human being, but not an idea. You're quite right, Mr. Holmes. We have been persecuted... There has been blood spilled from the hills of Mekyong to the cobblestone byways of London. But the blood is rich with our faith, and it will fertilize the soil where it runs. So you may reap your reward. You may have me return to China, where I will be given to King Huan. But quickly, please. Good night, Madame Tashi. There you are, Holmes. I've been terribly worried about you. What happened? Did you find Madame Toshi? Yes, Watson, I found her. Well, well, where is she? No time now. We'll discuss it later. We must dash back to Baker Street to await the arrival of King Juan, the murderer. I'll answer, Holmes. Good evening, Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson. King Juan. I'm here on the hope that you may report progress. Excellent progress, King Juan. The name of another killer is to be added to the long roster of men and women who challenge to my powers of detection to their regret. The name of another killer? Yours, King Juan. You murdered Chung Fu, and if you'll look toward my bedroom door, you'll see a gentleman emerging. Who is he? Oh, I'm sorry. I presumed that on this trip of yours to London, you'd meet all of our distinguished citizens. May I present Inspector Lestrade? A police inspector? The door... Stop him, Lestrade! An impressive demonstration of pugilism, Lestrade. When King Juan recovers, I trust you'll see to it that his tour of our city concludes with a visit to Newgate Prison. Yes, but Holmes, you still haven't explained about Madame Tarshi. You did find her, you said. I did, Watson. But shall it end there as a secret between us? Shall we tell the world I never did find Madame Tarshi? Well, certainly, if you wish. But why, Holmes? Why? I spoke with her, Watson. Her help for her people must go on at all costs. So, 
Let us say that I never did find Madame Tarchy. Let the pursuit of that fantastic quarry be another legend of Limehouse. Uh, Dr. Watson, the story of the blood-stained goddess was, was most intriguing. Now, would you tell us what new adventure we shall share with you and Mr. Holmes next week? I'd be delighted, Mr. Harris. Next week, I shall relate to you an adventure I have called The Guest in the Coffin. It concerns a joyful mortician, an unprecedented wave of police murder, and one of the strangest invitations Holmes ever received. Makers of Clippercraft clothes in more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. The program is produced and directed by Basil Lockwood. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by George Spelton. This week's story was written by Howard Merrill with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in The Guest in the Coffin. Cy <laughs> Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. This is a somewhat uh, curious episode. Um, it's curious to me, uh, because of the timing of you have this episode, uh, and, uh, you have a character, um, from China arguing for freedom. Because this is in 1949. Even as the Chinese Revolution is, uh, continuing, but in, in October of 1949, with the victory of the People's Republic of China and uh, Mao. And I'm wondering how the message of this episode um, tied into those events. Um, and I will, I won't analyze it too much. It, it's, but uh, if listeners want to comment and offer their opinions on what uh, this means, uh, definitely be open to that. This was curious as it was one of those cases where Watson was told to keep a story uh, to himself, and here we're hearing about it on the radio, just, you know, could you leave it so that no one ever, ever knows that I found her? And <laughs> apparently not. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it's a pleasure to bring uh, today's program to you. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>